0: Ever since the Columbine shooting in Colorado on April 20th, 1999, the Colorado state government has worked towards measures to improve school safety. Among the most widely used and effective programs enacted by the state is Safe to Tell, an anonymous tip line for threats of violence, bullying, drug use, and suicide prevention. But in recent years, and in particular in response to the STEM shooting that took place in May of this year, in which one student was killed and eight were injured, There has been an increased focus on funding for programs designed to improve school safety and police forces emergency response protocols. The problem, however, is that many schools may not have access to or simply may not use these programs at all. According to a report by the Colorado Office of the State Auditor, it is possible that some schools are simply not electing to undergo the current programs provided by the state in the current system. Each school district is responsible for internally managing their own safety protocols and can elect to use programs provided by the state. Of the seven programs that are run by the state, 93% of school districts are using at least one program, no school districts are using all seven, and 7% of Colorado school districts are using none. Nearly all of the school districts using no programs are in rural areas. As it says in the audit, quote, the state's approach to school safety policy has generally been to place some requirements on school districts to develop their own safety policies and then to offer a patchwork of programs and resources, end quote. Also, since there has been a lack of communication between the different programs, school districts, and state offices, it is likely that some school districts are receiving redundant programs. In recent months, the state lawmakers have created the Colorado School Safety and Terim Committee. Which works to improve communication of the programs and to find solutions to aid in school safety. As Democratic Representative Daphne Michelson Jeanette told Denver Seven.
1: We have set it up so on the first day we're going to evaluate what's the current situation, what do we have in place, what are we using, what are we looking at, what are the ways that our kids are presenting in school. We're going to look at things called ACEs, Adverse Childhood Experiences, so that we can understand that there might be a different way for us to interact with our youth.
0: Of the many issues brought up by the auditor's report, perhaps the most unsettling is the fact that no one is checking whether any of these programs are actually effective. The Colorado School Safety Resource Center is supposed to collect information on how well the programs are working, but the center simply has not been doing so. Stan Hilke, the executive director of the Colorado Department of Public Safety, told the Denver Post that the resource center has evaluated the effectiveness of some tools and programs provided by the state, but there is still no information on whether the state's approach overall is making schools safer. According to Jill Hunsaker-Ryan, Executive Director of the Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment, the audit shows that there is a general lack of funding for these programs. Her organization administers suicide prevention grants, and she said that the 400000 awarded annually to those programs is simply not enough for those programs to reach all the school districts that may need help. The Colorado Safety and Term Committee, which had their first meeting in July, have been working to revise current laws regulating the safety of schools. One of their first efforts was to revise Safe to Tell in order to make it easier for law enforcement to respond to emergency. Speaking at the meeting about the current problems with the system, Jeanette told Fox News, If the attorney general
1: under current law says, hey school, we have this problem, it's going to happen right now, the attorney general would be criminally prosecuted.
0: Of the other revisions, the committee, partly in response to the report by the auditors, has decided to improve behavior health training for students, along with allowing students better access to mental health services and providing excused absences if they are significantly emotionally unwell. As of December, the committee has not allocated more money to suicide prevention. Moreover, they have not advocated for arming teachers nor for enacting more gun reform legislation. Some have viewed the actions of the committee for this reason as simply not doing enough to protect schools. One of the reasons for, for instance, not pushing greater gun control legislation, is that the committee is intentionally bipartisan and therefore is working towards school safety improvements that may more easily be universally agreed upon. As Jeanette said, We created this committee as a bipartisan
1: committee. We knew that that meant that there were certain things that weren't going to come out of this committee.
0: Others, like John Castillo, the father of the 18-year-old boy who died during the STEM Highlands Ranch school shooting, told press that he appreciates the work that the committee is doing, but wishes the changes would happen faster. Castillo said he hopes that the state government will enact stricter gun storage laws, arm teachers, and put limits on bullets and magazines. Although it is clear that lawmakers and citizens are serious about minimizing the risks of shootings and other violent threats in schools, the debate about the most effective steps to take remains strongly debated. The debate will no doubt continue for a long time into the future and the changes may seem not to be happening fast enough. But what we can appreciate at the current time is that people are taking the issue more and more seriously on a legislative level, and that the improvements to the efficiency of the safety program seem likely to increase in the future. Making schools, step by step, safer for children, and that is the most important goal.